If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. What's happening, everybody? Podcast Unlocked, world's number one Xbox podcast. So says me. <laughs> so Actually, so say, say the statistics as well. And who's going to argue with you, Ryan? Only According Major to Nelson. the internet. <laughs> yeah. According to iTunes, which of course is the utmost authority on everything. Mm. Uh Actually, they're according to Apple's pre-orders for the iPhone 6, they're still the authority on everything. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, this is Podcast Unlocked, the uh, IGN Xbox podcast. I'm Ryan McCaffrey, back after a week absence on uh, vacation, which went directly into a work trip for IGN First. We'll be talking about uh, that later, a couple weeks away. I'm joined this week the returning hero. Man of the people, Sean Finnegan. <laughs> Hello, thank you for having me back. <laughs> not a, never a bad word spoken about this man, which yeah. is impossible on the internet. <laughs> Let's not <You're>... entice people. <laughs> <laughs> I also joined this week by a couple of special guests. I'll start uh, to my immediate left. The Snickers chomping. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> this even... is this is breakfast. This is lunch. This is dinner. And not healthy. And yeah. not healthy. <laughs> What's so it's on? perfect for me. Absolutely perfect. It's that kind of week, huh? <laughs> We're joined yeah. by uh, yeah. Vince Ingenito and his uh, upcoming bout with diabetes. Yes. Welcome, Vince. <laughs> yeah, woo! <laughs> this is my inaugural, my very first ever. It is? That's not podcast possible. Yes. I feel I've like been you've here. been on every other podcast. I've been on NBC once. Jose had me on. Yep. Uh, I've been on Beyond, obviously, a bunch of times, but... Uh, Ryan just doesn't have that love for me like I thought he did. Oh, it's because you sit far away. That's that 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 is probably probably yeah. has something to do with it. Yeah, it does. Uh, it's not never never the new seating arrangement here is. Uh, I'm not going to waste any it's more airtime on it. It's just, <laughs> it makes me want to slam my head into this desk. But and also Jose Otero, fellow Halo super fan. Uh, what are your other big ex? Your, your Halo. What else? Uh, mostly Bungie stuff. I mean, obviously a lot of Nintendo Fan stuff. Boy. But uh, I'm trying to think. Um, no, I branch out. I just don't right, talk absolutely. about it. Don't get to talk about it. I don't much. talk about it. <laughs> you love platinum. 
I do love platinum games. Oh my god! You like you some Vanquish? very very that scale yeah, bound Vanquish, coming yeah. in Bayonetta like two years, mm-hmm. which we just did some really Dark cool Souls. On. Although I don't have enough time in my day. Oh yeah, the features on. Uh, I'm sorry, just not to cut you off. Oh no no no! You just pointed out platinum games. We did some really cool features on platinum and Bayonetta. Yeah, for those of you with a Wii U. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I will. I will skip the obvious joke and just say for those <laughs> of you with a Wii U. There you go. There you go. Classy. Classy. Uh, on stay, this keep it classy on this Absolutely. show. But yeah, it's good to be back. Had a week on the beach, uh, a little San Diego action. Nice. It was uh, it was a nice mini getaway. Uh, right, yeah, right on the beach. Just sort of chilled for a week. I got my iPhone pre-order in uh, off of the the house, the rental house Wi-Fi at you know twelve oh five a.m. How you manage that, I will never know. I just happened. I got through on AT and T's site, but then. Things went terribly wrong, and then it was like, hey, your thing won't ship till November. I'm like, that's really dumb. <laughs> Negates the uh, anyway, reason of It's moved up a couple times. I'm still looking at like a three-week wait, but it's, kind of, it's disappointing. I, got, I, I gave them my money like right away. I, should, should, I got right in there. I don't get it, but mm-hmm. whatever. I got uh, two weeks. We'll, we'll go by quick. You so, gave it up too easy, McCaffrey. So do your listeners know you have an incredible knack for planning vacation time where you plan a vacation and then something really cool comes Yo, in well, and I end up last? having to go? It was Destiny. Oh, right. <laughs> last vacation. Yeah, yeah. When I went, it was in, uh, yeah, that was another family trip. Mm-hmm. The first hands-on with Destiny. And you sent me to Bungie. that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not complaining. It's no, fun to yeah. branch out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You're right. That did work out. Yeah, and this week, mm-hmm. what you're referring to is, of course, uh, we wanted to have you on not only to grace us with your presence jose but you. you were at the event last week microsoft had a quote fall preview event where they showed sunset overdrive that's right which we are actually smack in the middle of we're doing a bunch of exclusive stuff with those guys we're really really excited about sunset overdrive um i haven't had a chance to play play it nearly enough yet i played it back when they first brought it out in like april sure so i know it's and i know it's come a long long way yep. since it was already fun then and i know it's really come together now uh, Forza Horizon 2 shown. I mean, the demo is up for that now. Uh, I think we've got some additional n- things that aren't in the demo up on IGN. But, yeah, go download the playable demo for the Xbox One version. Apparently not the 360 version. Just the they're pushing that Xbox One version for obvious reasons. Of course. And then, Jose, uh, you got to play yourself a little bit more Master Chief Collection. I did, yeah. They let us play four multiplayer maps, and we got to play... Um, a single-player mission, the very first one from the Halo 2 campaign. Yeah. The one they showed at E3. Kairos, is that Cairo Station? Cairo that... Station, that is correct. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, right. and uh, that was um, a very early build, so a lot of what they even showed us, they showed us sort of an update to Halo 2's campaign. And, yeah. Uh, we didn't, you know, those sort of bells and whistles and extra features weren't there. What I mean by that is that, uh, you know how you can switch the visual? Yep. Right, by pressing Halo, the back Halo button. Halo 2, yeah, by pressing. Or whatever the hell what, the back what button's called it? now. It's got screens on it now. View. It kind of fits, yeah, <laughs> the, the view. view button. It totally makes sense now. Um <laughs> The uh, by switching that you're not just switching the picture anymore. You're also switching audio. So you're gonna hear a battle rifle sound like it did in 2004, and then you're gonna hear it sound like it should in 2014. Where it's like, believe it, and that that extent doesn't that extend to the music as well? Also, uh, the music probably. I'm not entirely sure. They only played the sound effects in front of us for the weapons. Okay. Uh, So they started a quick mission on Delta Halo and just fired into the wall. And they also showed us, my God, those cutscenes by. uh, Do you know the company that handles? Blur. Blur is does they, not play around no. when it yeah. comes they, to they that They did stuff. the uh, Halo fans will know them from the Halo Wars cutscenes, which if, were uh, amazing. Yeah, which were incredible, especially were really back in that was like 2009, I think, That's or right. mm-hmm. 2000. Yeah. The other big one that put them on the map, I think, would have been the uh, DC Universe Online cinematic. That mm-hmm. six minute one that came out 
back I in the day. I remember that. Yeah, you guys yeah. remember what I'm talking about? I do know what Superman's in it and like future Lex Luthor yep. and Brainiac and Wonder Woman. And that cinematic was amazing. Yeah. So they, they, they let work for Blizzard that. too? Yeah. They yeah. also did uh, oh, Star Wars. Um, yeah. what, what was the last MMO that just came out from? The Old Republic. Old Republic. Yeah. Go. They did those cinematics and those are awesome. Yeah. They showed us a slice of Delta Halo. It started with the cutscene by Blur and it looked fantastic. Like they yeah. really, I, I mean, it's funny to see. Characters like uh, it's Miranda, right? From, Correct. Uh, yeah, yes, Miranda from, from Keys. Miranda yes, Keys. Miranda Keys. You know, so, and it's all the dialogue, and it sounds like the original voice recordings. I don't know if these it were is. re-recorded. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, it doesn't sound like they were updated, but just seeing the level of detail and animation involved now, you're just like, man, what were we playing 10 years ago? Like, <laughs> and it was fine 10 uh, years ago. It was wanted, better than fine. It was yeah, better. It was, it was it great. Was, it was the best, arguably the best-looking original Xbox game, it along was. with, like, Splinter Cell Chaos Theory and maybe Riddick, mm-hmm. and then maybe Do- the Doom 3 port for Xbox was great, too. But Halo 2, yeah, was gorgeous. Yes, yeah. And so uh, seeing this update is really cool. But um, I must say that... I, so I'm a campaign guy with Halo. I do kind of dabble in multiplayer, but I'm definitely not a Finnegan or an Alfredo Diaz or probably most of the people in this room. <laughs> but uh, So you're saying I'm going to shoot you in the face a lot. I'm plotting, man. I'm leaving it in bios. I'm dropping challenges under your <laughs> nose. All right? You don't even know about this. Uh, but um, the multiplayer is where it's at, and we got to see four multiplayer maps, um, Lockout, Zanzibar, Sanctuary, and... Am I forgetting one? Oh, that's awful. Ascension? Ascension, thank you. Yeah. yeah. And that you're talking about the, the anniversary versions the that, anniversary are, that are running versions. on the, it's the Xbox One engine yes. made to approximate Halo 2. Yes, and they are amazingly detailed, breathtaking in some sense. And I hate using that word because that is, uh, I almost feel like there's a level of hyperbole that comes with that, but man, it looks so hyperbole. good. Hyperbole. Hyperbole. <laughs> kind of bowl. Hyperbole. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, or hyperbole. There but, uh, there we <laughs> that's go. also a word. You caught that's, it. That's also yeah. a word, yeah. But um, it, it just, it looks really good. Like, I have to, I cannot stress that enough. Like, I was I was floored by just how good it looked and how good it played. I've managed to, I think I've said this on the show, I've managed to not play it yet because... I wasn't at Gamescom this year. I wasn't at PAX. That's right. And they didn't show it. They didn't have it playable at E3. So I'm, I'm like frothing at this point. <laughs> Seeing all the, I've been watching some of the tournament stuff from like PAX and all watching the pros play and like, give me Rightfully that lockout. So, man. It is give awesome. me that lockout. Yeah, lockout. Yeah. So did it feel? Uh, you know, we we talked about this, uh, Sean. After you and Destin and the guys came back from Gamescom, yeah. when you yeah. guys got to play it. Uh, Jose, what what are your thoughts as far as do does that do those anniversary maps running on that you know Halo Two ish feel on Xbox One? Do those anniversary maps feel like Halo Two to you? Oh, they absolutely do. Um, I think uh, at PAX uh, we talked about this, but the angle for the PAX preview was all, was all about like, hey, get ready to party like it's 2004 and 2014, <laughs> and that's because it is. Like you you jump into that game and you jump into those maps and you know them really well. They're very familiar if you played Halo Two before. Yeah, and it's it's like meeting an old friend. It's like you <laughs> jump in and you just it, it all comes running back and you immediately have your plan of attack because it's almost like the second the map starts when you have the three two one the the sound effect Boop. and you're staring at this smg and you go like hey i gotta run and get something <laughs> better than this and you run off and it's it's just all of that kind of i i really like that um it was it was great in its time and it's something that uh, i feel has been missing for a while uh, now how does was the 60 frames per second jarring to you at all or i mean obviously it's good right it is good um i 
So I always have trouble with uh, identifying frame rates. Uh, I will say when something looks smooth, like I'll, I'll point that out, but I've never really the super tech focused guy who at a glance can say 60 yeah. versus 30. And I know you're out there. Finnegan points to himself. Yeah, like that definitely. Yeah. I can tell in- instantly. You know? yeah, well, yeah. I'm kind of, uh, I'm a stickler for it. Like if I go to a hotel room and I turn on a TV and it has that high refresh oh, rate, God, it makes I have me to nuts. turn it off. Yeah, I have to turn it off. And right. now I do it for every hotel room that I'm in. Oh, like the yep. soap okay. opera 240. Yeah. Yeah, the soap opera It's a perfect way of putting it. It's different for video games because high frame rate is a desirable thing, but in filmmaking, which is my background, high frame rate is not it's a terrible. desirable thing. It's terrible. It ruins things, I think, and mm-hmm. uh, it makes things less cinematic. And so, okay, I don't care what. <coughs> yeah, I don't care what Peter, Peter Jackson says. Yeah, yeah. I was nope. prepared to give Peter Jackson the benefit of yeah, the doubt absolutely. too. Like, sure. this is a guy who clearly knows better than me sure. what he's yeah. doing. Sure. But I have to be like, nope, Peter yeah, Jackson. Yeah, I, I tried. That shitty. I tried yeah. to not be weirded out by it but i did know i yeah, yeah i want i enjoyed the film more in 24 yeah anyway. and that's not to say that 30 wasn't like because traditionally you mean 48 48 no no no, no. Oh, back, to now, back to back halo. to halo yeah. that's not to say that it wasn't pretty at 30 yep. it's always been a 30 fps franchise yeah. and it looks great but when i played it at pax having it run so crisply and clean and smoothly uh at 60 frames a second it was a little disorienting at first, but it quickly goes away because it makes the gameplay feel very responsive. Yeah, you're kind of gliding through the environment, and yeah. it, it, it's a place that you know, but you're still kind of like, oh, wait a minute, really? Like mm-hmm. this, this Was this always like this? Mm-hmm. Um, no, and yeah. The answer so is no. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't. Um, and even, even the tiny details are what kind of blew me away, where like on Ascension, as you're running around sort of the, the rocky areas, you, you sort of see like dust clouds and things and just le- a level of detail that yeah. just was was absolutely not possible given the tools 10 years ago but was still damn good 10 years ago so did you time. get to play you got to play zanzibar yes is that right because no one's played zanzibar yeah. up until that event last week yeah that's right. start talking how was it how did it feel did oh because uh, that was obviously one of the signature maps yeah, that in was, halo 2 mm-hmm. oh yeah no leading up to the release of that game that was probably i would even dare say one of the most interesting maps because uh I want to say that, I mean, you had your Blood Gulch and you had your two base action, but this was the non-symmetrical, right. you know, sort of vision. It, it, it really was. Hallmark. Yeah, yeah, it really was different than any other Halo map that yeah. had come before it. Yeah, no, all, I mean, it, it absolutely holds up. And it's still, if anything, it was kind of weird to, like, see some of it new again, you know, sort of finding the sword, like, in the center of the windmill, for right. example, and yeah. finding the, the little crevice that'll take you through to that. Um, or running around the base itself um, and, you know, just noticing a lot of the new detail. Granted, just shooting the whole time, so you're trying yeah. not to, you know, you're trying not to die in the middle of it unless it you're off right now. weirded me out that you said the sword because I'm used to the Halo Three version where it was uh, active camo in there as opposed to the that's sword. right. Oh, and last resort. Like... Don't even talk about last yeah, resort. Well, and, and Come on, get out of here. I, these maps have been remade before, but I feel like this particular set is is absolutely remarkable. Like I, I feel like when I saw these maps again in Halo Two, uh, excuse me, in Halo Three, some of them. They were nice call-outs, a nice hallmark. You know, it was a hallmark and sort of like, oh, this is really cool. But they didn't—they didn't feel as as impressive as they do right now. Yeah, yeah. and that's just like pointing out, like talking about blackout, talking about last resort, as he brought up. Like those were fine, but it's these versions are far superior. Yeah, it does. We've talked about this in the office that it seems like anytime a Halo map gets remade. When you change the sandbox, like when you move from two to Halo Two to Halo Three sandbox, it just it, it can be the greatest map ever, i.e. Lockout, and it just ruins it. The different sandbox, it just changes the game, and it's not the same thing anymore. Um, 
And and I think that's mostly been the case. I mean, I can't think of a map that's I can't think of a, a Halo 2 map mm-hmm. that was ever better in a Halo 3, 4, or Reach sandbox. Hmm. Has there been remakes? Yeah, there have been. No. Um, or, or I don't think it exists. I mean, I will say, though, I think that Halo 1 maps that have been remade in 2 have actually been better. Like, I think yeah. Beaver Creek is Beaver a Creek better, is better, better than Battle than Creek Battle. is. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, do you mean better from like a design perspective? No, from a, just like... from a, a playability, just from oh, a gameplay okay. perspective. Yeah, because I was going to say, in my opinion, I think like the maps at the very least, there's been some that didn't translate very well. Um, but like when you talk about Last Resort, like for me, that was a good remake of Zanzibar, you know, like. I, yeah, it just didn't have the magic for me. Yeah. I mean, what I was gonna, my point was like, to me, it sh- it point it, it it emphasizes the fact that from a design perspective, these maps are actually very fundamentally sound. Like yep. that you can, to me, move them around and make minor balance tweaks. Like the big difference between Last Resort and the original Zanzibar was like that big ramp that connects the sniper platform to the inside building. Like yes. that, there's no ramp against that wall. Yep, yep, that's right. Up, um, in two, and there is in three, and that like added a whole new level for sniper abilities because now you can get off that platform and go back towards the base instead of towards the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, and that added a small change, but the map didn't really change itself, and I still thought it was good. Yeah. And it's been the same for other maps. Like, those maps are all really well designed, so to get to play them again. Sure, yeah. It was, it was rad. Sanctuary uh, stood out, too, because I'd never noticed how much the waterfall kind of impacted your ability to see into where the two teams start. Oh, yeah. And so, like, really crafty snipers were using it to try and just pull headshots and then find cover. Um, and this is a new feature that Jose is referring to that they added. In yeah, the, the interactive element where you can yeah. trigger that waterfall. Yeah, yeah. No, it... it, it it absolutely is something that should be on any Halo fans' radar. And I still, I, I wrote in the preview uh, that just went up, I still have trouble believing this thing even exists because it is every <laughs> Halo game, every Halo map, and I'm just like, you can't do this again. Like, this is a one-time, one-shot, I feel deal. Like one-shot deal, and it seems well, like it's totally worth it That's for the thing. Right it's now. like, I was thinking about this recently. I, I don't think Master Chief Collection is going to ever leave my Xbox One hard drive. Mm. ever in the entire let's say i mean arguably the system's probably going to go another seven eight years right because it's mm. almost a year old now if 360 is anything to go by i don't see myself ever clearing space on my hard drive by deleting that mm. why yeah. would you it's it's got it's it's halo it's your halo hub halo mm. 2 halo 2 is what people will be playing for like when the when the xbox one is in its death throes yeah. whenever that is there's going to be people who, like, the last thing they do on those servers before they get switched <laughs> off, it's, gonna, uh, it's going to be Halo 2. Because I'll tell you, when, when Xbox Live servers, when the original Xbox Live, like, servers went went, went out, Halo 2 was certainly the last thing being played by Well, yeah, there, by were, people, there, there, there were people that, that did the, like, the, the what do you call that, uh, a, like a sit-in, basically. Yeah. yeah. Where they just, because the... stayed on the You servers. couldn't... They, they, when Microsoft <laughs> flipped the servers off, you could actually still be in a game, mm-hmm. but you couldn't join a new game so sure. like the servers got shut off and there were these there's this last pool of people that hung out in there yeah, for I the think party going days and even i think a couple i think the longest group lasted like a couple weeks before finally i think either someone's xbox uh crashed or 
like their power went out or something, Someone whatever it was. On that Ethernet cable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, no. And it was the end of an era. Plug puller. <laughs> so, so uh, Ryan, can I ask you a question? Because yeah. this didn't come up at the preview event, though. Have they been clear as to how um, someone's going to find these anniversary maps within sort of the, the Halo Master Chief Collection well, I experience? Think, are I they think separated from the hundred maps that are going to be in there as well? Yeah, because I think they've shown the interface before at various, like, tr- That's right. you know, packs and, or, you know, trade shows and stuff. And, yeah, the interface is very, like, Here's Halo 1, here's Halo 2, and then I think it just drills down from there. Okay. And I'm sure the anniversary maps are separated out. Like a playlist of some kind or something. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm sh- I guarantee there'll be an online, an Xbox Live playlist with those six maps. I mean, yeah. that's that much is a near certainty. Okay. Because they're, yeah, I, I don't know. I wonder if they'll mix those six in with other playlists or if they'll just give them their own playlist. Yeah. That'll be well, I th- interesting. I think uh, just the last couple things worth pointing out um, get ready to not sprint. You know that, that you know you're you're living uh, ten years ago, and I, I kind of welcome that. I feel like uh, shooters have have changed a lot because of things like sprinting, which we we thought we wanted in 2004. Right now, I feel it's everywhere. It's kind of nice to have that differentiation. Also, leveling, uh, none of that is here. Like you know, we're, we're separated and from that as well. It's I about be skill. Happier. Yeah, I couldn't be happier. Yeah, it is that. about skill. It's not about perks. It's not about loadouts. It's not about kill streaks. It is very much right. About, but to clarify what you're saying, though, there yeah. actually there is a leveling system. It's the Halo Two ranking system. Oh yeah, system. that. But, but but you're you're but talking I'm about talking more about you don't unlock new gear right. yeah, it's all essentially yeah, yeah to, to use on on the field and i yeah. feel like um it, it's really nice to just have that back i feel like uh as much as i admire you know um the very first modern warfare changed the face of fps yep. for, forever almost or mm-hmm. seemingly forever absolutely um but one of the things that i lament about that was that sort of the, the different styles of fps all became homogenized I everyone agree. tried mm-hmm. to follow that and I'm not saying that was a bad move at all, but I'm saying that some differentiation matters. And so it's nice to have some of this back. So just be prepared for that because at first it is a little jarring. You're, I found myself at, at trying to sprint. Clicking yeah. in the Clicking stick. That left <laughs> stick <right>. Run! <laughs> There's something happening. Vamanos! Yeah, pretty much. At the same time, it kind of introduces a level of, uh, like you have to be more calculated in your gameplay because you don't have the option to really quickly move. Right. Like y- y- there were times when I'd turn a corner, I'd see someone at the end of the hall, and I'd be like, I would love to sprint and catch up to him, but I can't because he's running just as fast as me. So you have right. to like think, where is he going to go? I'm going to cut him off this way. Yeah. And it's every, just, you have to think a little bit more. Every match is a fresh start. It's an arena shooter. And thank God we are getting back <laughs> to to that. You know, it's Let Call of Duty do its thing. It's fine. It's like Microsoft has tried to chase that dragon, with starting with Reach and then with 4. And the player base didn't hang around for it. They... So let's yeah let's let's go back to let's let's dial it back to that mm-hmm. classic Halo Two style and let's see what happens. Yeah, I agree. Power weapons and, and that style of gameplay is very cool, and I, it definitely encourages like really strong teamwork and, and team based play. So I'm really eager to see so the streams. Any uh, Jose, any after playing it at this event, any concerns about Master Chief Collection in general about about any of it, anything, obviously, because, you know, you're a Halo fan, you've been sure. optimistic, and I'm sure, would it, are you now more optimistic, just as optimistic as before? How did, how did actually playing it affect you, either positively or negatively? I think it had a positive effect. I mean, I'm still, my only concern is still not getting a lot of hands-on time with campaign. Yeah. Um, and this is a campaign that is 10 years old, so there are no spoilers, there are no secrets. That's like, true. what's the deal? Um, we should be playing an updated version of that build to really be able to, you know, dive into what makes it special. And granted, we know the visual facelift and the audio facelift is a big part of that and the cutscenes. But nothing, playing is believing. 
I guess is what I'm yeah. trying to say. And right now, that's the one thing that I'm, I kind of wish they'd just trot out in front of us a little more. And so far, they haven't hmm. done a good job of that. All right. Well, time yeah. will tell. We got, so what are we? Is this uh, September? What is this? Today? 17th. 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 All right. So we got less than two months to go now because it's oh. November 11th. Yes. <laughs> Start. <laughs> I know we keep a, we keep a, a countdown to E3 in the office. <laughs> Which you know is now considering it like still like three hundred days or something. Yeah, we need a countdown to Master Chief Collection thing in this office. I think. I agree. So it's gonna be a big party that day. We oh, should I all can't play. Wait. Can't yeah. wait. Uh, in fact, uh, we we're tossing around some interesting ideas for Podcast Unlocked around that Uh-oh. time frame. What are you guys challenging? Get all the other four-player uh, multiplayer going oh, on during yes. the podcast. Let's during the podcast. Oh, see wow. if, let's see if we can Good cast. Luck finishing a sentence. Yeah. <laughs> let's, see, let's see if we can cast kind of and idea. frag at the same time. Let's, oh man. Okay. Let's see what's up on Ascension. That's what I want to do. I mm-hmm. want to. In fact, perhaps we'll even Twitch stream the show live. Ooh. Maybe we'll do the show live for a week. Ooh. See what happens out of it. I Maybe. like this idea. All right, we'll see where it goes. We got time jealous. to develop this it. This is not. This is not cool. No. <laughs> You're invited. You can all come right. me on the show. No longer jealous. Uh, all right, Vince, you have been invited here not only for your strapping good looks and your fine taste in candy bars, but uh, you have the most knowledge in your head in this office. I've been getting a lot of questions on Twitter. A lot of people, man, Ryan, what do you think of Destiny? What do you think? You know, because obviously Destiny is the talk. This is, I mean, Destiny. I, I think it's fair to say, guys, is the biggest. New IP launch as far as anticipation, because I don't want to take anything away from, you know, Watch Dogs was huge Mm -hmm. earlier this year, big new IP. But as far as fan anticipation, this Bungie, it's their first, you know, Bungie's a total, absolutely, unquestionably a AAA top-tier developer, Mm -hmm. their first new IP since Halo 13 years ago, Mm -hmm. Uh, first new game period in four years mm-hmm. uh, since Reach. So, you know, everybody's been jazzed for it, including us. And it turns out the final game, uh, Vince, is, is uh, sadly not the nine plus we were all no. hoping and wanting it to be. But, you know, you've been reviewing it. Uh, we've been tr- we've been You've been almost reviewing it live, in a sense, doing daily updates because, you know, we didn't get access till the day before right. it launched. You know, it actually was the day of in... Australia, Australia, whatever it was. Yeah. So, it, I want to hear about your process, your process, and more just what you think of the game, and because you know people have been asking me, and I appreciate that people value my opinion on it. But having been on first on vacation and then on a, straight into a work trip this week, I've played one night of Destiny. I'm not even past where the beta stuff was, Slacker. so I can't really, I don't really have a great uh, opinion on the game yet. Mm-hmm. Let's turn. I'm going to turn the floor over to you, my friend. Sure. Talk to me. So it's funny that you know you you started out by saying that unfortunately it hasn't ended up being the nine that we, you know the nine plus that we thought it would be, um, because when I first started playing it, I honestly did think it was going to be the nine plus that we thought it was going to be. Going. The beta seemed to give us every indication of that, right? The yeah. beta was everybody was jazzed, and I think part of that is because, in terms of the story, which I'll, I'll to be completely honest and transparent, story is not as big of a deal for me as it is to to some other players. Okay, that is not something I necessarily weigh as much. I weigh as heavily as another uh, reviewer or another fan might, but it still matters, especially if it's on the table. You have to review what's on the table, right? Sure. And they put a story forth, and the first couple of hours, there's a lot more in terms of atmosphere and kind of Halo style scripted events that set up uh, a sense of urgency and danger and place uh, 
like you know when you're you you saw if you've played you know the beta or you've played the you know the game at least once or twice yeah that that first sequence where you're running to the wall you know you hear those like terrible terrible sounding creatures you don't know what they are at that point behind you and then you're you're going through the inner structure of the wall and you know peter D- mecca dinklage floating dinklage is <laughs> is uh dangling dinklage is telling you whoa that you is, know. hold on <laughs> i'm gonna he's, pretend i never heard that no it's like you know if you had the ghost edition I, he's the, i you know, i know what you're you trying what to doing. say this is totally g-rated it's fine it's fine <laughs> um no, but when you're going through that, and he's lighting the way for you, and he's like, we have to be quiet. They're right above us. And you really have a – it feels like a Halo opening at that point. I'm hunting rabbits. <laughs> I'm hunting. Wow. <laughs> I'm right, hunting no. Fallen. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it, it feels like it's going to – and then he op- and then the, he turns on the lights in that big wide open area, and there's there's enemies crawling all over the, the walls. It really does feel like it's going to be this cinematic event the way that Halo was. And then that kind of just stops. You know, there's there's very little in the way of, like, in-game scripted events that happen, hmm. the way that Halo and Half-Life really leaned on those kinds of things to yeah. tell the story while you were playing. There's really not a whole lot of that anymore after after that opening uh, area. And there's mm-hmm. very little in the ways of cutscenes. Not that I'm a big cutscene guy, but there's not a whole lot of uh, kind of cinematic or Hollywood-style storytelling going on after that. Honestly, it's mostly just... Exposition dumps. Yeah, and that's not that's what I was super interesting. Most of the exposition actually happens in that time right before you jump into a mission. Yeah, and I mean, I guess that's kind of a prime time to do it. But I would love to kind of stumble upon something new and see a cutscene during a mission and then continue forth with new information. And like you said, it just doesn't really happen as often as it purports that it would. So I, w- I kind of wonder to myself though, because Destiny is is a game that's supposed to scale, right? It's supposed to be a single player game in some aspects, at least mm-hmm. as far as sure. the understanding of what a campaign yeah. is. I played it almost primarily alone. Okay, personally. and, that, and then yeah. a multiplayer game in the events and in the strike missions and in all of the, you know the sort of the world. Yeah, building. The Crucible. Um, I just wonder if uh, this is just the result of it being really hard to tell a story in a multiplayer game. Like, well, think about when you play a story-focused game and you're on a microphone with your friends. Yeah. Are you really paying attention to the story? No, you are completely checked out of that experience. At least that's my version of, of when I play those styles of games. If I'm going to play a story-focused game, I don't want to talk to any of you. No offense. Well, no. I, okay, I guess a counter to that, though, would be, I think one game that's nailed that is, if Sean even mentioned it earlier in the show, Star Wars The Old Republic. Mm-hmm. Tons of story. It's you know that game is sort of, it's a, like an MMO version of Kotor's three through seven. Mm-hmm. Even you know going back a little bit further, like World of Warcraft managed to tell a pretty compelling story if you sought it out. Yeah, but no one really read quest text, right? Like well, WoW specifically, they Blizzard was I feel aware that people were ignoring that stuff and they started putting in cutscenes as a result, right? Think about uh the expansion with the I forgot the ice. I don't remember Wrath of the Lich King mm-hmm. was when I first remember them kind of leaning more on cutscenes as a way to draw you into a story versus just pages of quest text, which by the way, did any of you read? Most people No. They I was just gonna say to the good part. I don't think the story was compelling in World of Warcraft. I think the lore was compelling in World and of I, Warcraft. And I wanna personally. believe that's the deal with Destiny. So is it or is it not? Well, if you read the Grimoire cards, which check out Bungie.net for more information, guys. Which, well, uh, yeah. they're also – actually, I downloaded the uh, the companion, companion app, app. Yeah. and that's, that's pretty handy. No, pretty handy app. What I was referring to is like every time you get oh, a new Grimoire card, that's, that annoying <laughs> message <laughs> comes up on the, the bottom. bottom of the screen. New Grimoire card. Check out Bungie.net for oh. more info. I get it, guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but the, the, the Grimoire cards actually do have some interesting lore in them that's pretty well written. 
And there's even a kind of a conspiracy theory going uh, circulating throughout the web right now regarding those grimoire cards, which is kind of interesting. Uh, mm. Not to be overly well, it's not spoilery because it's just it's just a theory. It's just something that people okay, are thinking yeah. about. Um, you know, the game's uh, very thin plot is predicated on the idea that you know you're a guardian, you're born of the light, born of the light of the traveler, right? Uh, who's this you know giant orb of saviorness, protection, yeah, and right. And then it was the darkness. <laughs> wow, is that original? <laughs> you can't make this up, guys. Um, so, um, yeah, the darkness uh, caused the calamity, and it, it, it was uh, the enemy of the Traveler. And uh, in search of the Traveler, it, it wiped out all of mankind's uh, uh, empire they built throughout the stars. In any case, the idea is that light, good guys, yay, that's us. And then bad guys, darkness, these guys that we're killing. But there's things in the grimoire cards that indicate that we may actually because you think at the start of the game you're dead, right? And and yeah. and and your ghost says you've been dead a long time. I'm sure you have a lot of questions, yeah, which conveniently never really get answered <laughs> or, um, or asked. even asked. Yeah. <laughs> which is, which yeah, is that's, yeah, that's the worst kind of storytelling. Yeah. That was my problem but, with it. But continue. <laughs> but yeah, um, there's people saying that we are actually an kind of an army of undead that we are actually the really that we are you were going to say army of darkness that we are no that we are no that we are actually that we are actually the dark we are actually the darkness like there's uh one person has cited that when they uh snuck up on one of the fallen during a patrol mission just they they were they were just seeing fallen go back and forth and they figured let me just overhear their conversations and when they snuck up on one and they turned around Supposedly, they heard the darkness. Hmm. That's so, some like, Silent it, Hill stuff yeah, out there, it, man. Silent yeah. Hill 2 and that whole ending, spoilers, but Jesus. <laughs> that's old. what that almost sounds like, if it's true. Yeah. So, you know, it's possible that there's a little bit more meat on these bones than we think if we yeah. read into the lore enough. But still, I don't think that's a – for a lot of people – that's not a replacement for good in-game storytelling, yeah. which the most important I thing about in-game storytelling, I think, is that it gives me context to what I'm doing right now, which is yeah. really important, especially in a game where ostensibly all you're really doing is going from point A to point B and killing everything in between. <clears throat> which I, by the way, think is there's lots of great games that that's all they are, and yeah. I don't have a problem sure, with that. Diablo. Sure, like Diablo. Sure, like Diablo, which I gave a, a, you know, a very good score to and I love very much. Mm -hmm. um, but I think when you present such a – like the world has such a pathos to it that I think when you shy away from telling a real story and you you miss the opportunity to make people feel emotionally invested in why they're shooting right now, especially if they're Halo fans and they're used to having that, it's disappointing. Tell me what you think before we uh, kind of wrap up. Uh, do you th what do you what do you think of the raids? Because that's – you know, much has been made of, oh, well, the game really starts when you hit level 20, which – brings with it its own discussion right. of is that okay and you know that's like the final fantasy 13 argument but sure but what do you think of the raids well there's one raid so far and it's level 26 Six. it's a level 26 uh, raid. what are you, you can, thinking of it so far i know can, it's only i think what only a couple teams have even finished it it's yeah. like it's extremely difficult right now, i think yeah i think there's there might be more by now by the time by the time this recording goes up but yeah there is one that we know uh downed it about uh about 14 hours after it after it went live. Uh, so the first raid is Vault of Glass. And I'll be honest, I haven't gotten to experience firsthand as much as of it, um, as, much of it as I would like. Yeah. I, I, I did watch some of the streams of people attempting it to get a little bit of a better sense. Um, but the what I do think is excellent about the raids is that they really do require teamwork. And, and 
when I heard that, when they were selling that to me, I wasn't buying it because I yeah. thought their idea of teamwork was just uh, making it require teamwork was just going to be, hey, we'll make it really hard. Well, guys will have lots of enemies will have lots of health. They'll deal lots of damage and they'll kill you really fast. And that means you'll have to work together. And that certainly is true to an extent. But the real reason it requires teamwork is because there are actually more varied um, kind of objectives, uh, PVE objectives in uh, in the raid than there are really in the core story campaign. Like in the core story campaign, as we said, really for the most part, you're just going – you're following a breadcrumb trail and killing stuff that you find along the way. Uh, just in the very first area of Vault of Glass, it's an objective-based game type. You're, you're trying to open up this spire. And in order to do that, you have to – your group has to claim three kind of territories like you would see in a PV, in a Crucible match. Um, except each of those uh, territories is guarded by a really hardy like group of enemies, like a level twenty six Praetorian and a bunch of other dudes. So that means that you do, it's a six man raid. So theoretically, you'd have to have three groups of two all go and like succeed at taking those hills and then holding those hills against waves of of attackers. And if like think of someone goes down in the middle of that and you guys lose one of those one of those spots, then maybe someone has to come off one of the other ones and go help out. And all of a sudden, like. Being splitting up into smaller teams and coordinating your efforts actually matters, and uh, I think if that's an indication of what a the rest of the raid is going to be, which it is based on what I, I've seen, it looks very cooperative based, and that's what what the kind of content they're going to come out with in the future. I do think it will be a very powerful incentive for people to continue to level their uh, level their characters so that they can participate in these raids and get the really awesome rewards that come out. Yeah, of them. The, this the, the even though I have only just barely started the final game. The raid is actually one thing I can speak a little bit to. Uh, they, when we went up, when we had uh, IGN first with Destiny back in July, uh, when I took a crew up there, I was lucky enough they let me play the raid with five uh, five Bungie people. I thought and... you were going to say five adults. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> sorry, Vince. Uh, but they that. they just said, "Hey, this is off the record. You can't talk about this yet." So I said, "Okay, well, great. I'm happy to. It's cool to sit down and play it." And yo, know, I we only got in probably. Yeah, it was an hour. In an hour, we got. And this is playing with the people that made the damn thing. <laughs> we got through. We got the door open, so we finished that first outside right. part you were just describing, doing exactly what you said, splitting into three fire teams of two. Yep. I was on the left with Bungie's Luke Smith, and then there were uh, another team of two up the middle, another team of two on the right. We got the door open, we got inside. What's cool is, inside, it's completely new architecture. It's completely new. Right. Like It looks like nothing else in the rest of the it's game. It's not reused assets. Correct. Yeah. And it's uh, there's there are like a few platforming parts we have to make big key jumps to get around to these you know within this interesting new area and then uh we got to the basically we got about a, i think a third of the way through to there was another huge unique boss down there where we again had to split into teams to there'd be guys coming down a few different lanes and everybody's talking to each other calling out and it i really after that, said, okay, this this raid is for real. I think this is some fascinating gameplay. It's almost, from what it sounds like about the rest of the game that you've experienced, it sounds like it's it's almost unfortunate that this amazing part of the game is placed in in it's it's uh, dispatched in such a way that not a lot of players are ultimately going to get to it and experience it. Like, I see there's a value in that. Like, well, if you have 
ground through. If you've, if you've done all the grinding, you've made it through the game, you've done everything. Well, now here's a new cool thing you can do. But at the same time, if that's such a cool thing, it's almost a shame that there's not... Why can't there be like a level 15 raid yeah, sure. that no, you can that's do? That's really I mean, good point. I mean, I see, it seems like because the ceiling's so low, it, it sounds like level 20 is not that hard to get to. No, first it's, of it's all. really, yeah. really okay, not. Okay, so as, as long as you can get there, you can see it. But I do agree well, no, with it's you. Well, no, it's 20 because it's you. After that, and then it does get hard to level after 20, yeah, right? Yeah, it does. Okay, but yeah. you need 20 to, to clear the door. to, to like No, you need, you need 26. So 26, yeah, 26 is what you, well, 26 is the suggested level. Okay. You can attempt it at 23. Yeah. Got it, And got it. really, you need to be higher than 26. Okay. Is what people say. Okay. I just, I, I'm curious, though, to, to just hear, because uh, Vince gave a lot of great points on why the fiction sort of fails or falls flat. What does this game get really right, though? Yeah. Like, what would you good, feel good like? Question. That's a great Absolutely, they nail it. Sure. And the reason why I still enjoyed the game thoroughly and still gave it a pretty good review, uh, I wouldn't say as as good as we would have liked to have, you know, as, as good as we wanted it to be, yeah. no. But uh, I still enjoyed the game thoroughly, and that's because even if I, like, just like in Diablo, you know, you, you know, you'd brought up Diablo. In Diablo, I'm just going from point A to point B, killing stuff also. The thing is, killing stuff in Diablo is a freaking blast. Mm-hmm. And just in the same way, killing stuff in Destiny is a total blast. Like, the four different races are so divergent from one another, so completely different, uh, and each of them has... A, already a pretty deep like kind of depth chart of different enemies and then within each class of enemy there's different variations of enemies um, and all of them have different behaviors like the AI isn't quite as good as it is in Halo but there's so many different there's so many every enemy almost feels like it has a unique nuance that you have to either learn or just be aware of so that you can approach it properly like you know you look at the vex any level where where you're fighting the vex like your your tactical situation can change in an instant because they're the only race of 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 creatures that can actually just old school doom style just teleport in behind you and that's <laughs> that's just part of their lore that's part yeah. of what they can do so anytime you're on venus and you you know anytime you're where you know they are supposed to be you know that you're never you know that you're never safe like mm. t- 10 of them could teleport in right behind you and you just have to be i mean they telegraph it well it's not cheap like they make sure you you know what's going on but you just have to be ready to react at all times and then you got guys like the fallen they're more like the covenant they've got guys with energy shields they will make smart use of cover they will a guy if he gets caught out alone against you and he feels he's outmatched he will backpedal and run away and lure you right into a group of his friends that's something uh, that i noticed happened to me a lot like I was actually going to say the AI plays pretty smartly. Like, it's pretty uh, good. It's not uh, not as good as Halo, but it's very, but yeah, still quite good. There were a couple of times when you know I'm in a firefight and I'm just reacting, like shooting whatever is in my vision, and then there's a guy right close to me, and I know he's on the other side of this rock, so I charge the rock and I turn the corner and he's gone. Yeah. And then I look at my radar and I'm like, okay, he's over here, and I chase him down, but he's leading me somewhere, and I turn the corner and there's a whole bunch, a whole of, bunch of dudes. Like, yep. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I've just been outsmarted by an by, AI. By, by an AI, and they yeah. also they also react really well to grenades. Yeah. which is which is nice because it, it makes grenades not feel like instant like you kill the whole group of dudes but it's also nice because it creates this whole other interplay like I play a warlock and one of it, one of the warlock's grenade abilities that you can have is uh, is vortex mm. and that basically creates a big area effect kind of it just stays out and just does yeah. damage over time but the nice thing about it is that when you throw that 
guys who are who would normally melee charge you, they'll stop. Guys who are usually the mindless, like charging out, like some, there's some hive enemies that act like flood, where they normally want to just run at you. But if you throw that down, they're smart enough not to run through it because they know they'll die. So that not only is that good AI, but it also it's interesting because then you learn you can actually control the flow of enemies with that grenade. Like yeah. that becomes a crowd control tool right. where yeah. I throw that down and I keep guys uh, coming down this lane from coming that way at me. And that yeah. means I know I can focus on guys coming down that And side. conversely, it's awesome to fool the AI. I feel like that's something yeah. that I, that has been a thing in every Bungie game I've played mm-hmm. where, you know, when the enemy's kind of looking for you, like, where is he? He's like, ha ha, sucker. <laughs> yeah. Melee, well, back of the head, business I play, handle. I play a Titan class where uh, I have a pulse grenade. Yep. And so what I'll do is when, when, when AI is trying to flank me, and I want to con- like kind of get them to congregate in one spot. I'll throw a grenade to one side. I'll flank the other side, and they'll back up because I'm charging them. But I have this ability that allows me to basically launch up into the air and then dive down Superman style and make a- create a huge explosion in an area of effect and wipe out a whole bunch of people. And uh, whenever you land those abilities, like it's super. It's just it's, it's so satisfying. It's very satisfying. It plays the game. Just it feels, moves, and plays really well. So the fact that I'm a very heavy story guy. I need a really good story to be engaged in a game. Yeah. And a light story like Destiny, while it kind of bugs me, like the game is still super so fun. So much fun. It's a lot yeah. of fun to play, yeah. Like I, I as much as I the critic in me knows that knew that I had to address its story and I certainly I certainly did. Uh, but the 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 player in me was just like that's great that there's no story because I just want to go kill more stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just don't care. And you can like, do that in PvE. You can do that in PvP. And you always do feel like you're being rewarded for it. Like you're oh, generally yeah. getting drops. Like they're not all upgrades. Um, but there's always stuff to do. Like you can continue to do strike missions and farm. You can grind rep. You can PvP. And all of this thing, all of those systems kind of fuel these rep systems or uh, – NPCs that allow you to better your gear over time. So if the end game is something that you're really interested in, like there's ways to do that at level 20 that are interesting and fun and not the grind that everyone makes it sound right. like it is. Right, and so there's a lot of different ways you can do it too. But yeah. It sounds like what Destiny is in its in this first version of it, because we know there's 10 more years of it, right. know, where there's a whole other, whole rest of the generation worth of Destiny. It sounds like it's an incredible foundation, an incredible framework where you know there's not as much to do on the, each planet as we'd hope for and your ship is just a it's just a pretty cosmetic thing yep. you can't fly it you can't explore in it so I, I i wonder it's it sounds to me from everything you're saying and, and from what the the sort of general vibe on the game is is that boy destiny 2 now that they've they have <laughs> laid that groundwork like not only i'm talking about under the hood as far as you know they've built destiny does run on a very unique networking architecture where mm-hmm. there's all these it's not quite like your typical mmo you know it's 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 uh, it's its own thing where they've now they've laid all the groundwork they've got their game engine built they've got all these you know art assets and planets or destiny 2 in two to three years sounds like it could be what we'd really in our minds hoped that destiny one would be sure is that and fair to say absolutely uh, i guess the the other question is do you think you know, do you think – I don't think we know this for sure. Uh, maybe we do, and I, I need to be corrected. But I don't think we know for sure that the plan long-term is for there to be Destiny 2 or if their plan long-term is to just be build Destiny. on the Destiny frame on the, on the I, I don't know. But court uh, documents exist that might well, – <laughs> There must be but, somewhere, but right? But one way or the other, I think <laughs> what I'm saying will come true, right? Oh, whether right, it's, absolutely. Yeah, whether it's just – whether you buy another disc or not, yeah. right? Which yeah. I don't – 
think that you will. I think you will. Yeah. I think there will be a proper Destiny 2. So because I'm, that brings with it, you know, I know an MMO. I'm with you. Just give him the high five yep. now. <laughs> I, you because, you know, w- when you have a, a proper release to retail and with a, with a number two on it, it creates a marketing opportunity. You know, when if you're just evolving like, oh, well, update 2.0 drop for destiny you know say in two years from now that adds ship combat and all this and it's a new story like that's not the same as when especially a game published by activision like it's i think there's going to be a unless, proper destiny yeah. 2 unless you go the blizzard route that's that's what i was just gonna say yeah without we high five yeah but even the expansion i'm still with you i want a destiny 2 i don't want but even the expansion packs for wow are retail events where you know they get pre-orders yep. and it's like it is not just an an iterative process it, well, they're sort they sort of draw a line in the sand and like here's a big new thing of world of warcraft so for world of warcraft that's the case but if you look at what they're doing with diablo which is another game where a lot of iterative processes go yeah. on like patches and balance tweaks happen on a pretty regular basis for that game mm-hmm. and they do in within world of warcraft expansions as well but Activision uh, has certainly has the ability to make iterative changes through the PC, like the more PC-like architecture of PS4 and Xbox One now through online, the way that Blizzard is working with Activision to do it for Diablo, which I don't know if you guys caught this, but the Xbox One and P- PS4 versions of Diablo will gain patches yes. the same way that they do yeah. for PC, yes. and that's not something you're going to buy. There's not going to be a disc. I think that we may be at a shift where now game publishers are, uh, like, depending on which game it is, right. are now in the position to where they could implement those changes without having to do a release. And I was going to disagree with you. Like, I think, like, a Destiny 2, like, a new disc, yes, it does create a marketing opportunity, but I feel like that may alienate gamers. Like, if hmm, you told me that, like, all of the stuff that I wanted is now in this new thing that I have to pay for, I would be more apprehensive about that. Oh, you're going to have to pay for it one way or the other. Destiny mm. 2 with, you know, is not going to be a free update. So that's the There's thing. There's no chance. Like, I would I I am a, I probably am on your side there. I would hope maybe the optimist in me hopes <laughs> that, that that's not the case because patch 2.1, the big one for Diablo is yep. coming out for PC very soon mm-hmm. or it already did. I can't remember. But that's con- that's coming to consoles, next gen consoles, right. current gen consoles, whatever. PS4, Xbox One, and we're not paying for it. It's just but happening. Reaper of Souls, you paid for. Sure, but that's like a huge. That's a whole new act and stuff. That's I exactly imagine... what I'm saying, though, with Destiny. Yeah. Well, I what I would love to see is like more missions, uh, like an interior of the ship exploration, maybe another planet. Yeah. If it was all of that in one fell swoop, then I would be okay with paying for it. But if they implement like a couple missions here and there, and it's more iterative instead of, like, big content dumps, yeah. then I would hope not to pay for it. Interesting. Shall we... Do we need to place a bet on this? Mm. I have is enough this, steak bets to steak, last for a bit. Is this a steak dinner Oh, situation? you take bets yeah. all the time. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Let me, let me fix that before people think I have a gambling problem. Uh, <laughs> I take certain bets, and three people made the same bet with me, so I took it. Uh, listen to MVC if you want to know more. That's okay, all. well, the bet I would be willing to make... I would not be willing to bet that they're not going to do another retail release of some kind. I'm not willing to bet that they won't make some kind of big marketing push on a newly packaged product of some kind, a Destiny product of some kind. What I will absolutely take a steak dinner bet on 
is that whatever it is they offer up, it will absolutely not have a number in the title. Yeah, it I is absolutely there. not going to be Destiny. Take I would, that bet, I, I would take that bet. I believe I You'll would take that bet. I would one hundred percent bet that there will be a Destiny two. So you are seeing here, folks. At five o'clock, there's, there's, there's a steak, there's there's a steak dinner <laughs> no being wagered right here. We're not now, but well, I guess we should put a time. Should we say within three three years? No, I don't think there's going to be a Destiny. Uh, okay, there will so never ever. be Destiny 2. So yours extends the whole 10-year period. You're the not, whole 10-year period. Right. It will never be wow, Destiny 2. Right. It will be Destiny colon this expansion, Destiny colon this Ryan, expansion. I smell it victory. Will, it will, <laughs> there will no, never be. I don't think. prime rib, here I come. <laughs> Yum. I have two after, extra stakes, by the way, if anyone wants. <laughs> when, uh, when I win my stake bets, I'm going to have two extra, so <laughs> one of you can come, both of you All can come. Right, so... Uh, <laughs> Look for me. I mean, I yeah. I, I think I may be turning to the podcast unlocked Facebook group, podcast uh, facebook.com slash group slash podcast unlocked, because I'm way behind everybody. I've been on vacation. You guys are all way higher level, so I may have to pop into our our podcast unlocked Facebook group to to recruit some fellow guardians to uh, <laughs> that are le- you know even same level that we can uh, roll through together. So uh, good stuff, guys. And let's see here. Last thing, I guess I'll say, uh, while I was away, the September IGN first kicked off. We're doing Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. I know some oh, of you yeah. might go, like, oh, Call of Duty again, but... Which I don't know Sean, why yeah, we, people are... You know, I went down uh, with, with the guys, uh, with, with a team here, Alfredo and Bobby and Brian Albert, and I have... A, you know, I've said it on the show. I We did a show titled I Hate Call of Duty or whatever it was, but <laughs> I, you know, I thought Ghost, I thought Ghost was terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I've really lost interest over the last three Call of Duties, but having been down, you know, I've, I've been cautiously optimistic ever since this one was announced and having actually seen it, played it now, uh, single player, multiplayer, uh, we're going to be talking about the co-op mode coming up next week. I am genuinely optimistic about Call of Duty again. And, you know, I'm not going to sit here and promise you that I'm back. I can't wait to, you know, I'm going to be online every night, but I'm really looking forward to actually playing the campaign, and uh, I'm I'm actually I'm I'm back on, I'm I'm cautiously back on board, and uh, I think we've got a lot of great coverage coming up this month. Um, Sledgehammer seems like they're really, uh, they they sort of get it. They I think they seem to understand that like yeah, you know the last few people have kind of. Uh-huh. So you're back. How long have you been gone? Three years. Okay. Yeah, I uh, for me. I didn't like Modern Warfare 3, which I know Sledge, Sledge sort of they, picked up did, the they, tail end. Of yeah, it. they didn't really mm-hmm. develop that themselves. That you know, th- that was Infinity during War yeah when Sledge, Infinity War yeah. just collapsed on itself from the whole scandal and uh, yeah, I didn't. I, I think for given the circumstances, I actually think the Modern Warfare 3 campaign wasn't bad. But just taken as a person spending sixty dollars on a game, I didn't think Modern Warfare Three was that great. Yeah, I thought Black Ops Two was super. The, again, I'm talking about the campaigns now, super convoluted. And I was just like, when you're the dictator guy running around uh, in rage mode with a machete, I was like, this is <laughs> what dumb. Game of my this is dumb. <laughs> and then I thought Ghost was as we talk. You know, that's where where we did the show last November. Ghost was a was awful. I mean, I just think it's, it was a terrible campaign. Uh, I did not like it at all. I had found no real redeeming qualities to it. But this one seems like it's it's bringing some fresh new ideas to the table, and I'm uh, I'm actually genuinely optimistic for it. And me too. So you know, if, if you're if you've been off the bandwagon like I have, maybe take a look at some of our 
and I some have. of our IGN first content this month and see you know see what you think. I haven't been on the, on the bandwagon since Call of Duty Two. Oh, wow, that's but fair. that's a great ah, yeah. Call of Duty Two was yeah, amazing. Was amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was absolutely amazing. I remember I mean, like that was the first that was the first time I ever walked into a game and I was like, the sound design is so good. Sure, like. Yeah. I was in the Battle of Stalingrad, and bombs were going what off a, outside what a of this building. That was one of the most memorable missions. And I was like, missions. I don't want to go out because I'm going to get hit by one of those yeah. things. And it was the first time, like, Sean the Kid Gamer was like, someone made it this way. And right. I've been ever, like, I've just been interested in design ever since. And then but... he became a man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we've got a little bit of news to get to, and we've got to move quickly. This, this show is already nearly an hour old, and we haven't even gotten to the news. The oh, intro. boy. <laughs> so uh, Sorry. we will be back right after this with uh, Microsoft buying Minecraft and more. IGN's number one Xbox podcast. The podcast on love presents... Guy just, just talk really fast like the micro machines got to get through all this really fast. Remember, whatever happened to that guy, the micro machines guy? Whatever, where'd he go? <laughs> I can't do it. I, I can do it for like one sentence, yeah. but that guy could just go, yeah. man. The, the micro machines guy. Born talented. Well, I loved micro machines as a kid. Yeah. A big cool. micro machines fan. I had I a pile, no I had a bucket full about. of them. Wow. What? Showing They're age. like matchbox cars, but tiny. Like yeah. little that. Good okay. stuff. It's all right. Man. Anyway, uh, welcome to the News Unlocked. Big news this week. Yeah, we really do have to get out of here, but uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the the industry. Really, this this purchase rattled more than the game industry. This had effects. You had people like Jim Cramer on, uh, you know, the stock guy from MSNBC talking talking about this. Microsoft bought. See, I always thought it was Mojang, I but I've heard it's now it's it Mojang. Mojang. That's the makers of Minecraft have been purchased by Microsoft. Uh, the three founders are leaving. They're, they said they're taking their money and they're leaving, and, the, and it now belongs to Microsoft, as does the company. So, But the founders are out. Uh, Marcus Person, the uh, founder, uh, he's he's out along with uh, his, his two partners, and he's going to – he explained himself by saying, quote, it's not about the money, it's about my sanity. So he was talking about how – you know, he was just a humble guy messing around making games, and this just happened. This was just an accidental hit thing. Yeah, an accidental hit, and it just blew up and became a monster that he couldn't control anymore. And uh, and you know, and I I do respect him on that. I I get where he's coming from on that, and I don't think he meant this quote in any sort of incendiary or negative way. But you know, you do read it, and it's like, well, okay, it's about it's not about your money. It's about this your sanity. Well. Sure. The money really helps, yeah. though. The money helps yeah. a lot. Now yeah. the guy is, I mean, the guy was already set for life because mm-hmm. of how, you know, because the game was, of course, independently published, so he got all the money. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like an Activision or an EA or a Ubisoft getting half Some the cuts. Cut, yeah, yeah. Um, well, and then he got the money when it went to console, and then he got the money when it went to yeah. iPhone, and then he got yep. the money when it went to every platform under the sun. And you're Absolutely. Like, Whoa, bro, like, good for you, first of all. Like, congrats to Notch. But uh, I, I hear him only because I feel like he wasn't, you, you get a hit of that magnitude, a phenomenon, if you will. It's very hard to follow that up. Mo Yang, or the makers of Minecraft, let's just settle on that as a way to say it, um, <laughs> nope, never. introduced other prototypes post-Minecraft. The right. follow-ups, that, deemed follow-ups by us, maybe not by them, and none of them really gained traction. Some of them That's never true. came out of beta. I feel like it was unfortunate that... You know, this this project was so big, his name would never be unassociated with it. That's this true. is his exit, and it's a graceful yeah. one. Give him that... Happy for the dude 
I could use a loan if you got extra. <laughs> but uh, you know, good on so him. So the the chatter online, a lot of you know, sort of the initial reaction was, oh, this is two years too late. Microsoft's this is a this is another rare deal. You know, this is this mm. is a huge waste of money. I I, I know I'm going to get being accused of being a fanboy, but. Uh, you can't win on this show. You're either we either we either hate happens, Microsoft if we even mention yeah. PS4 on this show, double down or, by loving Halo. Yeah, that's or we're uh, or we're fanboys. But yeah, happens so, on the Nintendo show all the time. Pulling back and looking at this, tell me, and I want to hear your guys' thoughts too. Uh, I think this is actually a good deal for Microsoft, and and here's why. Uh, yes, micro, uh, Minecraft is sold whatever, 20-something million copies across all these platforms, and people think, oh, well, everybody that's going to buy it is going to buy it. Number one, no. Not at all. You've got these games, this game just came out again on Xbox One and PS4. Uh, Microsoft now owns it. That means they get a 30% cut, or actually, no, sorry, they get more than that. Yeah, it's they get the more. 70% cut on PS4, because uh, the, you know, publishing on PSN Sony should get I believe it's a 30% cut cuz that's how it is on the Apple Store and on Xbox Live. So, Microsoft this I guarantee you I we've said I said this on a uh, made the made the bold prediction a couple shows ago that uh, that I think Minecraft will be the number one selling game by the time the PS4 and the Xbox One are done in 8 years or whatever it is that Minecraft will be the number one selling game on each of those platforms. I think that you're right. Uh, I quickly though backing up. You yeah. said twenty million copies total. More I thought than it was it's way more. higher. It's than way. That. It like, is way. I think it might be thirty-seven. Or yeah, I don't remember the exact. Yeah, Justin number. was talking about it just out in the office earlier in the week when this thing was going down, and the number forty was forty. Okay, I believe around. that. Forty I believe million that. copies. Uh, what were what were the thoughts that you wanted to hear from us on? Well, I just but let me finish up mine. I, I oh, think yeah, uh, sorry. you know just for um, in the video game space alone, if it sells. 10 million more copies in the next eight years on PlayStation, just PlayStation 4, which Microsoft will now get a cut of. And by the way, people are like, oh, are they going to cut off support for the Sony platforms? No, and make- of course no. not. You, you're going to count. You're going to take that money. You're going to yeah. let, let anything, it ride. you're going to work with Sony to promote Ab- it more. Absolutely. You're 100% correct. So you're talking, you're talking probably half a billion dollars or more just in PlayStation revenue. Then Xbox One revenue, and then you're talking about, you know, if managed properly, which here's where Microsoft could stumble. We don't know. This could be a Saturday morning animated show, or even like a a show made within Minecraft, for all mm-hmm. I know. But it could be some sort of animated series could come out of this. A film, a film franchise, not franchise unlike it. the Lego Movie, totally. could come out of this. There are already Le- uh, Minecraft. Minecraft toys, like mm-hmm. physical, you know, building block toys. I mean, this goes so far beyond video games. You know, again, talk to anybody under the age of 15 or 10 even. Minecraft is huge. So I think I think this is a good buy for Microsoft. I think, you know, I think they are going to ultimately profit off of this. What it's going to mean for Xbox One, is there going to be a Minecraft 2 down the road? You know, Sean, you were talking earlier during our big Destiny conversation about sort of games as services and it, having them just evolve. Mm-hmm. Minecraft is definitely a game that has straight evolved. There, totally. is, there has been no expansion pack or Minecraft 2. And, you know, whether it'll be interesting to see what Microsoft chooses, whether they decide to 
build a proper separate Minecraft to or just keep iterating off of what's there. But yeah, I think this I think this is going to be a good deal financially for Microsoft. So what do you guys think? I agree with you. I think that um, it's a good long term decision. Um, I think that most of the uh, negative feedback has been narrow in its criticism, right? Like if you talk about the purchase as Microsoft wanting to buy the game property to profit off the game property solely, yeah. then it makes sense that it makes sense to make the argument that maybe Minecraft has already peaked, uh, which we don't know for sure. We don't like, know. We don't but know that. It's not slowing down. Yeah, it's not slowing down. This could easily be. Uh, one of these games that's around for the next 10 years in all in the same amount of popularity that it is now just on more platforms yeah uh it's one of these games that's infinitely scalable because it already started out as kind of more of uh, a pixel blocky game and there's no telling how many more platforms that you can see it on as well as like you pointed out film franchises tv shows animated shows uh merchandising all of that stuff microsoft is well known for taking properties that they own, namely Halo, and making them into something much bigger than just the games. And uh, the potential for them to do something like that with Minecraft is enormous, oh, yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. And if you think about it like a businessman, which I guarantee you all of these people who are you know kind of moaning about it on the internet don't, uh, there's no way, no way you cut and slice it, is it bad for Microsoft? Yeah, I think uh, I, d I definitely think Microsoft is betting on the staying power of Minecraft. So for I agree sure, with they yeah. are totally taking that bet at two hundred, two point five, what billion with a B? Yep, mm -hmm. you bet. Um, at the same time, I think they need to be very careful and hope, as you said, that it hasn't peaked. Hope it isn't. Hope that it isn't going away, or that the next big thing doesn't show up. And that is a big risk. But if you look at sort of Microsoft as a whole, you know. The opportunities for them are the successor to, to Minecraft can be on Xbox One first, or can be on yep. Windows mm -hmm. PCs first, or maybe Windows phones if that's still. <laughs> if they're that dumb, yeah. which I sure hope, I they're, hope not. they're not. Um, <laughs> you could also turn make the argument that uh, around the holidays they can turn it into buy an Xbox One, get Minecraft, get yeah. Minecraft, or the what Minecraft about, who bundle, was it? Was or something it, like uh, that. Minecraft has was, that appeal, I think. Yeah, totally. Sean, I don't know if it was you this week. I was when you and I were talking. I, you or Alfredo said, "What if?" Uh, you know, we get, Windows 9 is going to be shown at the end of the month. What mm. if every copy of Windows 9 comes preloaded with a free copy that's of Minecraft? It's the new that's Minesweeper. Me. Yeah. yeah. Right? That's what, if it what became we said. That? No, that's literally the quote we said. Like, oh, what wow. if? Okay. What if it wasn't Minesweeper that came with your PC, but Minecraft yeah. instead? Like, that is not that is not totally out of the realm of possibility. Like, and then they can sell you, you know, themed skins and things. Yeah. They can microtransaction yeah, the or game Or maybe from it's there. not the whole game. Like, it's just a demo. But, Good point. But uh, people are going to get hooked on it because it comes with every PC, and PCs are still, you know, despite Apple's massive successes in those market, the dominant form, PCs yeah. are out there. It's like just the potential is so incredibly high for owning a property like that that even if you pick it up after its peak, you're still, for $2.5 billion, which is not that much in Microsoft's grand scheme of things. Uh, that's not a bad bet at all. And this is a company that's turning Halo into a channel right now. The, yep. yeah. What about the Minecraft channel? Exactly. Like that's an obvious Good point. There are so many ways that I feel that they can take this, but granted, I don't, I'm not 100% sold that uh, Minecraft, I, I want to say it has that staying power and that they made a wise bet, but we've also been talking about Minecraft since 2011, and it is currently, what, four years later. Mm -hmm. um, Minecraft was even a thing before that when it was in its early beta and when yeah. it was slowly gaining traction and becoming sort of an internet phenomenon. Um, and I recognize its genius and its brilliance, but I, I still wonder if 
this will slowly sort of fade away. And it what could. happens then? And that, because, well, that's the bet Microsoft yeah, made. Yeah, and that's when Microsoft will get the reputation for, oh, well, you killed it, or, oh, yeah. well, every game company you guys buy does it's, not go well for you. It's probably more of a calculated risk, right? Like, no sure, game stays forever. There right? are no guarantees. Yeah, no game stays forever. Even the great games don't – they're not played forever, right? Mm-hmm. Like, eventually they get retired. But – Minecraft is one of these things where in the age of the internet, like all of the, what, what has made Minecraft so successful is so tied to what's happening now as a cultural phenomenon mm-hmm. where so many people are becoming exposed to Minecraft, not via playing the game themselves, but by, via Let's Plays and stuff on yeah. YouTube. Like there are people out there, Captain Sparkles, who generate millions upon millions of views by just playing that one game. And all of those kids are super into it because he's a great personality and the game is really interesting to watch. But they're getting exposed to it via the internet. And this is not something that happened before. Like, the internet was not – like, YouTube was not the main way you discovered these things. And it is now. And that's also a very young thing. Like, YouTube's only been happening since 2006. So I'll bet you Microsoft is looking at this and saying, with – the now new potential for Microsoft as a fran- or of Minecraft as a franchise, plus the new ways of m- media being consumed by young people who are interested in this type of content, all of that sets them up for a huge profit going forward. I agree. And then the other thing, final point on this, uh, some of the other tweets and things I was I was getting from people are, oh well, the, you know, the hard a lot of some of the hardcore gamers were were. Poo-pooing this move because, oh, that's money they could have spent starting up new studios or 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 you know greenlighting new other new games and stuff. Well, guess what? I mean, go listen back to the Phil Spencer interview that we did back in November, right before the Xbox One launched. I don't remember what episode it was, but if you just Google "podcast unlocked Phil Spencer interview," I'll bet it'll come up. He's and I asked him point blank uh, about this topic. This this he doesn't have a budget. He didn't just spend all of his money on Minecraft. He can still be investing in new studios and new IP and greenlighting new games. This, there's, they're not. Uh, Microsoft's not a you know a working middle class family on a tight budget. <laughs> he, this yeah. is this is just. They're like they saw an opportunity here with Minecraft and they took it. And this doesn't preclude them from doing anything else with and Xbox One. $2.5 billion spent, this thing's going to make the money. Yeah. Like, right? There, there's no disputing that. No well, one is going to say, say they're not. Going off what Ryan said, like, having those cash cows, if it does turn out to be a cash cow for them, enables them to invest more in, in like, new IP development. Yeah, down the road. Like, that's what allows big companies to take chances is yeah. by having a thing that they know to pay off. Very true. All right, so what, do you got, Al? what else you got? All right, so let's see. Let me just uh, check the timer here. One ten sixteen. 16 Trying to keep time on this show. It's not easy. Is it always this hard? Or I, I feel like when I come on, I just on, feel I always... like I have to break the flow a little bit. But I get in trouble right. for it a lot. So speed round. Uh, rumor will ODST and Reach get the Master Chief Collection Please. treatment at some point. <laughs> I would love it. 343 no. executive producer Dan Ayub <laughs> tells uh, videogamer.com, quote, what I can tell you is probably, uh, that is probably the biggest question we get from people. Uh, he says, what I can say is it's certainly not in our development timeline or planning right now, but we've heard that question so much that it has seeped into our collective subconscious. I think enough people have asked about it that we are thinking about it. Do you guys think this is going to happen at any point? No. Go ahead. Why? I just don't think that 
there's like there's not a desire to play those games. There, nothing that they could add to those games would make it significantly a different experience than when we experienced it the first time around. Like with Halo Two and with One and Two and Three and Four all being in one package, then yes, there's significant amount of desire to play something in a different way. With those games, like they came out pretty recently, like relatively more They're, recently for yeah, sure. More yeah, recently. they were not as well received and. They're certainly not anywhere nearly highly regarded as the other mainline Halos. So I just Subjective. don't think there's a desire. <laughs> oh, no, no, hey, you're talking to someone who I love ODST. I know, I know, I know. I would love for no, it to he happen. loves Reach. Yeah, you I and I, I love I like ODST. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm the stepchild. I think this, Reach is a room. bad Halo game. Which I'm not going to get into that with you right uh, now. But, which... I, but I am going to say, if it, if, it was, uh, if, if it was somehow offered to me as part of this Master Chief Collection in post, and people are going to hate me for saying this, but I'm going to say it. If this was some sort of DLC that you can get both campaigns on the new standard, I take it. Outside of that, do I want the top to bottom remake? No. Yeah. That's it. Um, I don't think this is going to happen. For, I agree with you, Sean, in that Haters. I just think those – well, I just think those two games were – they did not at – the, at the end of the day, they didn't sell nearly as well as the four mainline Halos did. Yeah. I just don't think they would have the, the drawing power – of well, no, it's all about know, making money back, uh, of, right? You know, Halo sure. the the rest of the you know the Halo Collection two totally uh, with you know this and then maybe Halo Wars. Even though I love Halo Wars, but yeah, I just I don't even as much as I'd love to have Firefight back. By the way, I think I'm gonna I'll place another I'm gonna make another prediction right now. Firefight will return in Halo Five. Mm. I'm making that prediction right now. Interesting. Spartan Ops was a huge. Disaster, not a disaster. It was, <laughs> it was. Uh, my head off to the camera. It was, it was just. It, <laughs> no. it went over. It did not go over well. No, I, did, I didn't like it. And yeah. it's it was, it's my least favorite part of Halo Four. And it was I played all of it. Mitch and I did weekly yeah, coverage, I yeah. and it was not a great experience. There were there were like two good episodes out of the ten. But yeah, my prediction it is that Firefight cool will come back. If they but right. yeah, I yeah I just don't see uh, ODST or Reach getting the you know, the Xbox One treatment, either as DLC in this or as a separate yeah. thing later. I don't think it's The way I look at it is, like, if you played and liked Halo ODST or Halo Reach, then you have ODST and Reach on your 360. If you didn't, then why would you possibly want those games as opposed to <laughs> Halo 4 and 3 and 2 and 1? By the way, uh, Halo Reach free right now if you're a gold subscriber Ooh. on Xbox 360 because it is the games so with gold. So that's one way Go to get entice it. me to do it. Okay. As if these things got remastered and they were like, oh, and they're just for free. Ha! Fat uh, chance. Then I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Next up, Grand Theft Auto Five. For we're starting to wonder, is this thing gonna come out this year? They mm. Rockstar had kind of gone silent. They did officially announce November 18th is their date. They dropped a trailer and uh, PC version, by the way, for you hardcore PC guys that are just dying to throw your monster rig at GTA and see what it looks like. That version is actually not coming out until the end of January, Ouch. January 27th. What do you guys think? Uh, do, big big seller, or people are gonna people are gonna pass on it because they already have it? No, I think GTA is always a big seller. Yeah, right, I agree with that. It, it, even being a cross gen, when I say cross gen, I mean it just it ha it, it will be now. On, yeah. yeah, it was it was available when the new systems came out, and therefore right. it was a bummer because if you upgraded, you didn't really want to go back. It'll probably sell well. Well, we've lamented the fact that there we're now living in this time period where we're seeing a lot of like HD remakes mm -hmm. and reboots and stuff that was on 360 and PS3 now making its way to Xbox One and PS4. 
it's because like there is a desire to play things on that new console, and right now there's just not a lot. So a yeah. game like GTA Five, which everyone already knows, it's great. There, it's and, a ten. Yeah, it's a ten. Exactly, we gave it a ten. If if it comes, <laughs> people November are going to play that. The week before Black Friday, and I also I didn't put a date on this, but I'm betting that Smash Brothers is that week. Imagine GTA Five, Smash Brothers, and God forbid anything Halo else the week comes before, out that week. Assassins yeah. the week before. Good, say goodbye to life in November because it's pretty much done. It's a wrap. We're finished. <laughs> All right. But yeah. Um, and I think especially with Destiny kind of you know selling great. Don't get me wrong. By the way, we didn't mention it was the like they called it the fastest selling new video game IP ever. Three hundred twenty-five million in revenue in five days. So they didn't go so far as to say it's. You know, did better than Watch Dogs because they were Watch Dogs. They were saying like four million copies sold in the first whatever, but uh, nevertheless, Destiny selling fantastically, but still kind of you know as we're saying maybe disappointing some people a little bit. I wonder if now like GTA could be the game where people are really looking for that as I know that's going to be good. I can't wait to buy that, and therefore Mm. GTA Five on the new consoles is going to could sell huge. Okay, huge. I thought you were going to say, I thought we didn't say that we killed Vince because he's no longer yeah, here. Yeah, he, he, we ran him right out of town. Yeah, he no, but, but you're right on, on what you said. Maybe it is GTA Five that becomes sort of the tempo for this, uh, the tent pole for right. this fall season. Yeah, we'll see. I, I think there's a good chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alien Isolation, you guys as psyched for this as I am? I'm hyped, yeah. I've kind of a few times. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think I'm going to like it. Not like... I'm not going to wait in line for it. Right. I'm, I'm dreading it. I'm only playing it at, li- at night, like super dark in the house. Like oh, I'm yeah. doing I'm with it you. horror style. So I'm with you. It's going to be so good. Yeah, so they're doing a season pass, which, uh, you know, I know it's not fair to criticize it when I haven't sat down and played yet. But uh, I mean, I've played the game, but not this other thing they're talking about. This, It's like I, it's a, there's a season pass for six months worth of – DLC for the survivor mode, which is like an extra, like, yeah, what? No, thanks. I mean, on on paper, that doesn't sound very good to me. Maybe I'll play it, and survival mode, survivor mode, will turn out to be super awesome, and I'll be like, sure, let's give me more of this. But based on what I know about the game, Alien Isolation, I wonder what survivor mode could do differently. Like, isn't that the whole point of the game? Is you're just trying to survive? Yeah, but these are, I think, are they're like timed challenges where it puts you, and you have to like get from one area to the next, and. Basically, it's like uh, almost like Mirror's Edge time trials where you're trying to beat your Didn't friend's time like on the leaderboard. You got a big alien coming to get you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So All right. we'll see about that. Yeah, and then really uh, finally this week, actually, no, sorry, two more quick things. WWE 2K15 is the latest game to fire its delazors. <laughs> is that what you call it? Jeez. <laughs> Very good. I didn't invent that. I okay. wish I could take credit for All it. Right. I absolutely stole that from somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the current. The, 360 version, the the current gen or last gen, whatever the hell you want to call it, still going to come out at the end of October, but a three-week delay, the Xbox One, PlayStation 4 version, now uh, being bumped to the 18th. You're talking about Jose, the November becoming, November's the new October. Yeah, I don't know how. Oh, Remember man. when it used to be Halo? Said November. Yeah. Call of Duty, November. Yeah. That was pretty much it. Every yeah. like Assassins was Oct- was you know granted the end of October, but yep. everybody was October. Now it's like every all the big boys are out in in November, and even you know you you say oh well WWE's not a big boy, yes it is. WWE a is a big seller. No, covered it's a, in oil. It's a big seller. It is. No, that game I, does I really that. really well. You don't think about it, but it yeah. sells a lot of copies. I every wonder year. if this is smart though, just separating these releases, just because. Uh, 
I don't know. Like, is everyone just? Gonna... I, I don't. I think it's weird because, you know, the WWE game buyer tends to be. I, I think it's fair to say it's a bit more of a casual yeah. buyer. You know, they're not the, They're not necessarily the super hardcore guys that are on IGN every day. I mean, we have a lot of those people that are WWE 2K fans, but it seems odd that you'd think you'd want all those just delay the current gen version too, mm-hmm. so that it all comes out at once. So that I just worry that you know I feel like. They're going to be confused moms buying and confused people going, oh, I heard it's out today for my Xbox One, or oh, no, sorry, kid, that's three weeks from now. And well, yeah, just, just seems like, like imagine how many kids out there are like, I really want WWE 2K15 for Xbox, and their mom goes out and buys gets the it for wrong them and one. gets the wrong one because yeah. there's two of them now, and they come out on different days. It's just... I mean, WWE 2K15 is ruining Christmas. And, yeah. That's- <laughs> <laughs> granted, granted, I'm no game developer, but I don't understand what... Three weeks is going to give you... You'd be surprised. No, yeah, actually. and, I, and yeah. that's what I mean. Is like I'm sure it's something, because there's obviously some reason for it, and it's not unprecedented that people do a small delay like that. Yeah. But I wonder... I really wonder what it's for, and for also, like, is it worth... And if it's worth actually risking that type of, like, confusion. Well, yeah, and you're losing experience. some promotion, right? Yeah. You're losing some promotion Probably. because you have to wait three weeks before right. you can oh, try totally. to promote yeah. it again. I mean, we and talk about then... it on the video side all the time. Like, yeah. it's very difficult. You you don't want to split how you're promoting something. No. Like, you Unless always you're have Smash a... Brothers. No. Yeah. yeah, I agree. And finally this week, uh, if you're in the market for... I can't imagine anyone that's listening to this show is in the market for a 360 for the first time, but maybe if you wanted what? to get a replacement one or just maybe... One new one to, like, just hang on to for in perpetuity. Maybe you've got an older one that you're like, man, I definitely want to hang on to my 360, but I feel like this one may be on its last legs. Uh, $250 this holiday will get you the 500-gigabyte holiday value bundle uh, for $250, 500-gig hard drive, and a 360 with the aforementioned crappy Call of Duty Ghosts, <laughs> and the uh, not as crappy, but still for me, not not this, that great, Black Ops 2. So the last two Call of Duties hmm. um, and a month of Xbox Live Gold, which you know, every, I think every, any of our listeners could certainly make good use and of. And this is only the start, because I'm sure once Black Friday rolls around, you're, right. you're just going to see... Like I remember last Black Friday, I was blown away that the 360 with the smaller hard drive, the, uh, 100 yeah. bucks. Yep. That's it. That's, you got it. And if you already had the hard drive that's compatible with that thing, you're set. Slap it in. Yeah, there you go. Good to go. Mm-hmm. That's so, right. Yeah, so a little, uh, just a little PSA there if, in case anybody needs a, a new long-term 360 with a, just a big fat hard drive where you can install anything on there. Next, if you need a Windows phone, go to <laughs> – I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I, Jose, I'll kick it to you. Uh, marketplace report, what can we spend our hard-earned – money on oh this thank week. you uh, so i've never done this before so i apologize for this horrible reading you're <laughs> oh about come to get. on have a little more faith in all yourself. right fine at retail uh nhl 15 for xbox one and 360 and something called destiny from last week uh, are available on the marketplace something called destiny that's what you wrote <laughs> i'm reading your words <laughs> not trying mine. to have a little fun here oh absolutely yeah this thing called destiny that we spent an hour at the <laughs> yeah, start of the show talking, talking about. about if you're still here and you haven't bought it you're doing it wrong i'm kidding um xbox live arcade nothing really to report there i'm sorry no. Uh, and then on the marketplace, I'm assuming this is Xbox One. Yes, sir. Well, yeah. Forza Horizon 2 has a playable demo. Hell Games yeah. with Gold for September are Super Time Force. That's a good game. 
Crimson Dragon, not a good game. Halo Reach, <laughs> a really good game uh, for 360. So look out for those. Really good game, bad Halo game. Good video I'm game, not bad do Halo it. game. One day, invite me on the show where <laughs> we can like have it. this fight. I'm going like to be the it. only one, but it's... No, oh, I'm on your side. I like okay, Reach, cool. too. Armor Lock for life. Oh, <laughs> oh no. See, oh, there, oh, there, there I disagree oh, with you. Oh, you've <laughs> lost the crowd. Yeah. You've lost the crowd. That's the one part of Reach that I hate. All right, we'll come right back, do a little trivia, and get on out of here. This is shaping up to be one of the longest episodes in quite some time as we move past the hour and 20-minute mark here on Podcast Unlocked. We're not done yet. All right, Unlock Block Trivia. I like this one coming to us from K. Keegan Callahan. His gamer tag is Nilius. I like that one. N-I-L-A-I-U-S, if you'd like to add him as a friend on Xbox Live. I thought this was fun. It's, uh, he asks, by the way, he wins a Podcast Unlocked prize pack just for having his question chosen. So if, I, if I just think it's a good question that's fun, not too hard, not too easy, I'll select it and you'll win yourself something good. Uh, that will almost certainly be guaranteed to include a free copy of Guitar Hero Van Halen for Xbox 360. All right. You're still uh, giving those away? I I was here a a year ago. A thousand of them, dude. Okay. One (laughs) a week for, it's going to last a long time. We need to start giving two. Two. Sign the front of the copy to my my amazing fans. (laughs) Give one one to a friend. (laughs) So so, uh, Kay Keegan asks, in April 2010, when Microsoft shut down Xbox Live for the for OG Halo 2, which we actually mentioned earlier in the show, uh, Halo 2 was the most played Xbox game at the time. What was the second most active online community for the original Xbox when those original Xbox servers were turned off? Was it Call of Duty 3, Halo Combat Evolved, Star Wars Battlefront 2, or Madden NFL 2010? What do you guys think? This is a total shot in the dark. I ha- I feel like it has to be Madden. I don't see Star Wars or Call of Duty being that big then. Okay. I'm going to go with C just to just to offer the counter argument. Star, Star Wars. Wars Battlefront 2, which I don't even know had online. I'm just taking a guess. Uh, but uh, I know B definitely did not have online. That's yeah, that's, Dreams. Yeah, Halo Ryan McCaffrey, Halo Comet Evolved. Ha! What was it? Uh, we have one of you is correct. Ooh, it's me. It's Sean. No, it's Jose. Yeah. Well yeah so uh, football fans. Well, you guys me. are absolutely right. I mean, yeah, of course, Combat Evolved was never playable online. It won't be until Master Chief Collection releases in November on Xbox One. But uh, yeah, remember, uh, Battlefront Two was basically the Battlefront. Uh, sorry, uh, um, Battlefield, mm. but with you know, sort of with a Star Wars skin on it that uh, Pandemic did. Oh. Rest in peace. And remember, yeah, those two, Battlefront and Battlefront Two were huge. Third-person shooter vehicles. I mean, it was a it was a massive franchise. It was hugely popular on the original Xbox and on Xbox Live. And sure enough, so that was day. yeah, that was a big deal. And that's yet yet another reason, one of many reasons why LucasArts is no longer with us as a game because they had a huge. They pissed it away. They they re- restarted Battlefront three like three times and ultimately canceled it. And that's uh, too bad. I just get frustrated anytime I think about LucasArts and the wasted oh, yeah. potential. What could have what been. What could have been, absolutely. So, uh, Keegan, well done, sir. You're from, let's see, what is this? Bremerton, Washington. Tell all your friends that uh, you're the most popular man. Also ask Bremerton. them if they want any extra copies. Of yeah, it. we'll send them along. <laughs> Guitar Hero. <laughs> so if you would like a chance 
to win a copy of Guitar Hero Van Halen and other or tchotchkes we'll send you. Send your Xbox-related trivia question to unlocked at IGN.com. Include four multiple-choice answers. Please note the correct one and also include your shipping address. We're about done, guys. All Almost right. there. Got to do a couple quick plugs. First, the boss has asked me to plug IGN Prime, which I'm actually happy to do. Again, I, am, uh, I can speak firsthand to the value of it. Uh, I believe, if I remember correctly, it's 30 bucks a year. And really, that alone is worth uh, not having to watch ads before videos on IGN anymore. Yeah, completely ad-free browsing. Yeah, so... Video uh, and articles. But you also get... Uh, and that's on mobile as well, desktop and mobile. That's also... You're obviously... You're keeping the lights on, keeping us in business, keeping the show going. But you'll also get uh, access to free games uh, every month or so, and also beta access. I mean, we gave... We had a ton of 10,000 Destiny codes for our Prime members uh, back, you know, when they were hard to get mm -hmm. before they eventually, of course, <laughs> everybody could Open download it. it but <laughs> Yeah, we, so plenty of good reasons to become a Prime member. Please go to IGN.com slash Prime and sign up if, uh, if you'd be so kind. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at DMC underscore Ryan. My friend Jose Otero here at your. Are you at Jose? Just Jose Otero. Well, Jose underscore, underscore. In between. Yeah, right. Jose Otero was taken. Fellow under, uh, underscore bros recognized yeah, this bump. That's nice. How it goes. I am Finnegan, as in instant messenger Finnegan. Yep, I'm Finnegan on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> oh, throw it in the Instagram. Yeah, plug well, I'm too. a photographer. I got to try and put it out there. I nice. hear that. If you Good like stuff. photos and stuff, I'll put them on there. Please do. Uh, so I run our Nintendo podcast on IGN, yes. uh, Nintendo Voice Chat. Which is you excellent. Check it out. Thank you, man. No, it's really cool. You have a great show, too. And it's not You're just because I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> you have a very good show this week. No, no. I, I don't, I, I, I'm very sincere when I say that. I, I love uh, your breakdowns and especially the way you sort of plan out the show. I, I'm kind of jealous, and I've told you that plenty of times. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, check us out. We have plenty of podcasts on IGN, but we're one of the smaller ones. But we love your support. Absolutely. And I did have one video to plug. Please. If you are interested in Platinum Games or Bayonetta 2 yeah. or Hideki uh, Kamiya, Kamiya. Yeah. yeah who is a legendary video game designer who did like Okami and uh, Beautiful Joe Vanquish, and Resident right? Evil yeah from Vanquish mm. uh, we... actually that was Mikami but, uh, oh I'm yeah. sorry yeah, yeah, my okay. bad but that was still platinum he though. worked at that studio yeah he yeah. did absolutely sorry just yeah. helping you guys thank out. you no no, no problem um, but uh, we me and Caleb Lawson one of the executive producers here yep. went out to Osaka Japan we did a really cool profile of this guy we talked a lot with him about his video game philosophy what he believes makes good video games and we got to see his like collection of old arcade boards from the 80s and 90s nice. which he has thousands wow um he's got a separate apartment for him yeah he has a yeah. whole separate apartment for it. like he has his house where his family and kids live and then he has a one bedroom one bathroom apartment in osaka where he just has arcades and arcade boards that he just man plays. i hope that place is fireproof like oh, as he i hope he has taken precautions uh, you guys just there was just an earthquake there when yeah, our yeah. when our TGS crew was there. That's would, crazy. Would, would, I mean, obviously the people are most important, but it's <laughs> like if he's got an apartment for this stuff instead of like a where you know like a a, a storage unit oh, or something. Totally. That's crazy. Yeah. That's, that's like that it is was, that is baller right there. It was really cool. And the producer who took us there when uh, Kamiya-san was there with us had said that. Literally, like, only two other people besides us had been in there. So it was very, like, a behind-the-scenes look. It's awesome. Cool. He's a really down-to-earth guy. The piece is called uh, Hideki Kamiya's Video Games. It's on IGN. Shouldn't be hard to find. Nice. Check it out if you're into video game design or those games or him. And I will uh, – I'll, I'll give Vince a plug. Uh, Vin Cognito is his uh, Twitter, if I remember correctly. That's right. You got it. 
And of course, at Mitchie D, he's over in Japan covering TGS for us. And uh, Marty Sleva is just bogged down with some TGS-related shenanigans on the home front here as well. He is at McBiggity, two G's, two T's. I'll simply plug uh, IGN first. Yeah, just please stop by. Check out, again, I'm as, I've been a Call of Duty hater. I've been off the bandwagon. This game, this one's got me legitimately optimistic again. Yeah. If, yeah. You're, whether, if you're like me, or of course, if you're enthusiastic, please just come check out some of the IGN first Call of Duty Advanced Warfare stuff. We've got, we're not even halfway done. We've actually, we've kind of basically done the multiplayer stuff so far. Now we're going to get into co-op next week and single player, some new single player stuff. So do check all that out. And awesome. I think that's it. Most of you get the show on iTunes, where you can subscribe for free, and then it's just drip-fed to you automatically. Search Podcast Unlocked in the iTunes Store search window. We're also on, uh, what, Zoom Marketplace. Anywhere fine podcasts are sold for free, in our case. And I think we're done for the great Jose Otero, the departed, not dead, but just physically not just here. not in the room. <laughs> Vincent Genito and uh, the fantastic Sean Finnegan. Thanks, everybody, for watching. This was Podcast Unlocked, episode 162. That's the number of baseball games in a season. That's wow. Right. Boom. That'll never happen again. 163 now, next week. It's just onward and upward from here. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you. Goodbye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.